Hello and welcome to Future Filipina. My name is Christine and I'm Catherine and we're two sisters here to share our experiences as Canadian-born Filipinas. We often have real authentic conversations about life and what we go through with each other. So we decided to bring our conversations to this podcast in hopes of making a difference with others in the same shoes. We'll be talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly in most of life's topics like family, career, and well-being. But we don't just stop there. We think this could make a difference for anyone who is trying to make their mark in this world. So wherever you're listening from, be with us for the next hour and get ready to laugh, reflect, cry, and be inspired to discover your best self. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Future Filipina, the podcast. My name is Christine, and I am joined by my co-host and sister, Catherine. Hello, everybody. Oh, my God. Really? That's going to be my first intro? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was really good. That was really good. Um, we're just kind of really... It's really hard to speak, though, Catherine, because you're really blurry. Am I blurry to you? <laughs> Christine, that doesn't even matter because we're only doing audio. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were, we've had so many technical glitches that we don't even know what the have we're doing. <laughs> we, we, we don't know if this is real or not. Because, like, we've been doing this for the past hour and 15 minutes. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> Anyhow. So, Catherine is saying that this is not going to be recorded on video. So, I didn't curl my hair, I guess, for a nice reason. <laughs> You're going to go upstairs and it's going to be, like, so confused. <laughs> You're like, where are you going? Because <laughs> you literally um, just changed your shirt and then you did your hair downstairs. But anyway, it's okay. It's, it's true. Um, so anyways, yeah, this is our first episode. This has literally been a long time coming. Um, I think we've been talking about doing a podcast for what, the last two, one year? Yeah. I don't even know. It's been a while. Well, wasn't it? It wasn't a podcast idea in the beginning. I think there was, it was going to be a magazine and then we were going to do something else. I think it was like, we were just trying to figure out how we could, like what kind of a platform we can have. And the podcast seemed like it was the right fit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I still remember actually being in your old house, uh, Three Drawn Drive in Cookstown and uh, coming up with topics. Do you remember that? <laughs> no <laughs> remember I'm like I'm I was moving I was renovating I was doing so much like I yeah I didn't I don't remember <laughs> that's so bad I felt like we did that after didn't we I don't know no, like I literally remember being on the sofa with you and I had my book out and then we were talking about different topics you know what it is I think it's because the way we are so <clears throat> you and I are both like entrepreneurial in spirit mm. and we are just always like up to the next idea and like kind of like hey what can we do next or what can we do and I'm pretty sure it probably was a magazine at that time so I'm thinking mm. that it was a podcast but it was really for the magazine so mm. my mistake that's okay yeah this 
it's funny because when you you say it in such a positive way, which is so nice, because for me, I'm like, I'm a Gemini. So I feel like I have so many different ideas and I don't think that's a good thing because I feel like people don't take me seriously because I... I really think about ideas every single day of like, oh, well, maybe I could do this. Maybe I could do that. But obviously that's something that, you know, I'm insecure about. Mm. No, I, you know what, like I, even for me, I um, definitely have those moments. And I think especially right now where I'm in my current career of promotional marketing and I'm, you know, I've been established there for the past like seven years. Um, My God, has it been seven was, years? That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, totally. It's going to be seven years. Um, and, but the thing is like I, in the back of my mind, I'm always, you know, what's there in my heart is like what I'm, I know that I'm supposed to do in the world, you know, and like what I'm, who I am in terms of my purpose and kind of wanting to be out there. So I think for me, it's more so about like the fear of being out there, you know, and mm. like, um, it's not so much starting. Cause it's like, I think that I, I know that I can start something, but it's just being out there being seen, mm. you know, like once it's started and it's out there, people are going to see it and, or people are going to see me. And that is definitely something that I struggle with even to this day. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. I can relate to that. Yeah, but let's start from the beginning. I know you have notes because we just shifted from something else to be an episode, the first episode, which was about mm-hmm. our Lola, uh, who passed yeah. away due to COVID, you know, in March 2020. But we're going to save that for another uh, episode because we feel Definitely. like, you know, we have to be in the headspace. Yeah, for sure. And I think like, you know, this being our first episode, um, I, and you as well, we didn't realize that we would need, it was appropriate for us to be in a certain headspace and, and to mm-hmm. be prepared, mm-hmm. um, to have that conversation, um, because it, it really is a deep topic, you know, and it is a, a very heavy one, uh, still something that's just really, really close to us. So, um, yeah, I, I figured, hey, why don't we actually just talk about uh, our careers, right? Or like, or what we want to do in our careers, what our dreams are, uh, where we came from, mm-hmm. what we end up, you know, what were our experiences growing up in terms of jobs? Just like, how did that shape us? Um, so to start off, um, want to start talking about like where we came from and like what kind of jobs did we start out? with I know for me my very first job was when I was 14 or 15 years old was and it I Cinnabon? ended up yeah <laughs> worked at Cinnabon and it was uh before it was shops at Don Mills it was Don Mills Center and uh, oh or God. Don Mills Plaza I forget them all what it was called but there was a Cinnabon in there and <clears throat> that was my very first job I really sucked at it. Like I cannot make a cinnamon for my life. I couldn't then. Um, It was like very heavy. Like the dough was very, very heavy to carry (laughs) and like flip around. Oh my gosh. But they didn't fire you. That's good. Like they kind of, they just, because I, did you know I got fired from the pretzel maker because I sucked? 
Really? Yeah, like second day of training, he's like, no, no, we can't do this shit. Like, just you gotta go. And I'm like, I was so upset. I was like, oh my God, I felt <laughs> like I was like rejected. Like, you didn't even give me a chance. But like, I really what couldn't. Did you, I couldn't what did twist you suck it. At it? You I couldn't twist it. it. You know, it was like they're both like churning, churning. I was like, okay, God, it was. But he was actually really mean. This guy, he was just so. I uh, from the get go, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I could work here, but he did it. He was like, yeah, I don't think this, this is gonna work out, and I was so stunned. So I, I'm oh my, glad well, that you I stayed there. <clears throat> well, the thing is, like for you, at least it was like the second day and you were just in training right like you weren't actually legit in there I'm pretty sure even though I wasn't fired I was like kindly let go because I think the only reason why they didn't fire me was because the person who got me in was a family friend do you remember mm, oh yeah do you remember yeah. you know Noel my friend you know oh and it was his son that worked here right whoa I thought it was his son Joseph at one point it's not that oh and that's how you got into the knives no I think it was from someone else that I got into knives and I completely <laughs> forgot about that job so thank you for reminding me about that job no it was, it was <laughs> Noel's son nope that wasn't it no it wasn't <laughs> oh shit okay never mind so, yeah so but literally I just remember with this job um he was they were so nice and they were trying so hard to train me to the, the making the dough wasn't an issue because it was a mixer, right? So you just mm. put the freaking dough in the mixer and it would mix it, right? So whatever. But it was like when it got to the damn freaking slab of table, you had to put the dough on the table. You had to freaking knead the dough, mm-hmm. right, to get to a certain um, height. You had to like roll it. And I just, I could not get the hang of it. And I'm pretty sure after like months, they... I said to them one time, like, I, I don't think I can do this. They were like, oh, no problem. No problem. <laughs> no problem. You can, you can then, go and do what you want to do. Yeah. Then, then don't come again. <laughs> <laughs> oh exactly. That was yeah, their way exactly. out. Oh my God. Yeah, that's crazy. That was my first job. But um, I want to hear more about your jobs when you were, was it when you were 19 or 20 when you worked at a PR agency? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, wow. Was it when I was 19, eh? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. No, actually, I think I was, I was older. I think I was like about 21, 22 or about, cause I was still, I met Morgan when I was in the PR agency too. Oh, I was still then. Well, yeah. I think I had probably, it was that year, but yeah, that was a fun time. I think that was like the best Oh my God. That was the best time of my life. It was like (laughs) career wise, career wise. It it was Mm -hmm. really, it was really amazing. But actually also, um, I, I went through a lot of like mental health struggles with that, with, um, I was still kind of going through my own shit of feeling like, you know, I don't know. I don't know how else to get into that, but it's like, I think cause I was living alone or I was living with two people and it was like, I was still kind of healing from everything that had happened in our family. So I think I, I just remember like breaking down a lot when I was there, but wow. that was the best friendships that I've made. And I still, you know, see them in, on Instagram and we're all, we all have kids now and it's just so, it's amazing. Cause it's like, we were so like, we partied all the time. We did all events together and it was just amazing. It was such a great time. 
but yeah, I worked for a PR agency called Lotus Leaf Communications. They're not in operation anymore, but they were one of the biggest um, PR agencies in Toronto. And a lot of our uh, clients were, it was guest watches, watch it, uh, UGG, like UGG boots, um, all kinds of all kinds. And we, it was just such an amazing experience at such a young age because, you know, you would get free stuff all the time. I got like Ugg boots just yeah. for, yeah, it's like choosing in catalogs. You can just choose in the catalog what you wanted and you were able to get that and then you could wear it at the event. That's so cool. I know it was amazing. It was, it was really cool in that way. So I was a graphic designer in turn, and then I got hired to be the graphic designer of the agency. And, um, but I did a, a lot of other things too. I kind of did a lot of admin stuff. And then, you know, in the UG event, I had someone bailed to do the hosting mm-hmm. in the red carpet. So they made me do it. I don't know. Like, could you imagine out of all the freaking girls, you choose me? Like, <laughs> like I get that I'm funny, but like, I'm, I'm shy. What was, asked of you, what was asked of you as a host? Like to, to, what does that mean to host in the. Like, so basically we had a booth and I had to kind of reel the celebrities in and then talk to them about UG. Wow. I know. Isn't that crazy? And I'm like, like okay and I think but but it's funny though because I was really I was confident I mean I had to do it like what what am I gonna say to my boss like no no no, I'm not gonna do that and it's fine um (laughs) and it's like I had to go up to the the people who are like you know just hanging out and um you know we had a fashion show and then everyone was just kind of hanging out so I had to be like all right like I didn't have a set list for people like the cameraman and the person holding it but yeah. Were there any, were there any like notable celebrities you remember meeting? Matt Babel. Do you Who's know that? Matt Babel? <laughs> oh, frick. <laughs> oh my God. He's, he's, uh, he has a kid with Shay Mitchell. Um, that's pretty little oh. liars. So he used to be on much music. Okay. Yeah. He was a VJ in much music and I couldn't, I met him and I wanted to interview him, but he was like, you know, under my contract, I'm, I'm not, I don't do interviews or I don't know. It was that thing, but he was really nice actually. But, um, a lot of them were like rocks, I don't know, rock bands from Toronto that I remember. Yeah. It's cool for me. I like back then I loved that. And, um, it's just funny. I, I had to get the questions out of my ass. Like it was literally like nothing. Like she just was like, all right, you got to interview them. And I'm like, well, what the frick do I say? Like, that probably makes her look really bad. <laughs> it's like, okay, you just put me under the, the bus no, or whatever. But do, you, do you remember a question that you asked them? Yeah, I'd be like, are you, oh my God. I'd be like, are you a fan of Uggs? <laughs> do you wear Uggs? Like, um, I don't I just remember saying that kind of trying to get experiences from them. Being like, That's you know, cool. because at the time those Uggs, were really popular, you know, like the, the, Mm -hmm. like the really high boots or whatever. So -hmm. I remember talking to the guys and being like, I know a lot of women wear this, but you know, do you own a pair that's just like a shortcut one? Oh man. I was like really trying to be professional, a shortcut one, you know? Oh yeah. I would hit up the club like that. I'm like, Oh, that's amazing. That's great. I wish I had clips cause it was fun, but 
Yeah, that was the thing that I had to do. You've One of the things. These stories before. No. Oh my god, I have so no. many. I have so many. The Did drunk I one, I told you? you, right? Huh? The drunk one, the one on guess? Yes. Okay, yeah. So you, I told you I that mean, like you, you definitely have to recount that story. I, I don't know if that would be for this episode, though. No, no, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, did I ever tell you about when I went to an island when I was in advertising? Oh, in, in uh, La Roche? Up north? Yeah, yeah. No, I remember you always went to a cottage. A cottage. I mean, it could have been that because literally, so um, when I worked at La Roche earlier, early on, like after university, um, uh, the president or the, yeah, the owner of the company, uh, Jeffrey Roche, he actually um, had, he owned, and I'm pretty sure he still probably does, owns an island up north. I believe it was Gravenhurst in Gravenhurst. And uh, yeah, his own island was his cottage. And the island had his main like it was like this main cottage with these little kind of mini cottages for guests Mm -hmm. the only way you could get there obviously is an island was by boat and it was whoa like my god talk about dreams (laughs) talk about like goals hashtag goals but I remember going there for um an off-site retreat for one of my clients at the time Boston Pizza so mm. that for me stands out as a memory for sure when I was younger um, because, you know, we all had matching shirts. He had a name for his island. I just like can't remember what the name is, but we had a shirt with their, the island's name on it. Um, and it was really awesome. Like, just imagine like you, like your team at work and then your clients. And there's like, there was like three or four of them. It was like the director of marketing, the VP of marketing, um, the whole, the entire marketing team came and, um, yeah, you had your own, I'm pretty, I feel like I, I did have my own mini cottage, um, like with your own bathroom. Um, but it was just insane. That's amazing. Yeah. I remember you telling me that when you were working there and I was like, what? He owns his own cottage? Like, I mean, like he's, he has his own, it's like a whole secluded area, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's an island. (laughs) 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 You're going to hear a lot of that stuff from me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. oh my god <laughs> you're like well that's did, basically that uh. what I did want to ask you because like there were obviously different side jobs that we all like we both had like I know I had shoppers um I had my god selling spa packages in like god knows which parking lots of southern Ontario like I yeah was you were so a hustler with reason. that I remember I, was, I remember two things you had a lot of cash and you were really tanned. <laughs> You'd come home and I'm like, what is going on? Like, what? I don't, I was like, wow. Like, you just put it in a jar and I'm like, okay. Like, some sons, like, damn. I literally would have, I would come home with like sometimes thousands of dollars. Oh because like literally every spot package I sold, I would get like a, good commission on it and mm-hmm. we would get paid that day and I just I, it's so funny because like yeah I definitely was 10 but everyone who worked there was like 
a model, like super skinny, beautiful, blonde, like models, like men and women. And I'm here like this, like only Asian Filipino girl. Um, and just kind of like, you know, really felt insecure because I was like around so many like good looking people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I just remember feeling like, man, like, even though I'm making this money, I'm not making as much as them because, like, they're better looking, you know, and, like, oh, really? because they're better looking and or they're, like, you know, and this is so, you know, but it's just, like, they were white and it's, like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, the Asian one. Like, let me just make what I'm making, but they're obviously going to be making more because they're white. But there like, wasn't any truth it, to that, was it? Like, it was just kind of your insecurity, you thinking that, it, that that's what it was? Or did they actually yeah. like, tell you that you that they were making this much? No, I actually think that no, it was definitely my insecurity because I actually think in some weeks I was making more than them because of mm. how much I was hustling. Yeah, um, you're persuasive. Yeah. Didn't I do like, like newspapers too? Newspapers? Like a newspaper boy? <laughs> no. I swear you worked for newspapers. It was this free newspaper in downtown. Yes. Oh my, no, Catherine, that lasted like freaking two days. Oh, wow. Yeah, I did. I worked for a, mat, like it was a newspaper, like you said, like it was a, either with a woman's or a, what, there was something like. No, it was really cool. It was a cool magazine. Wow, I really want to search that because I remember, that's funny how you said it's only two days because it felt like it was such a, you know, big opportunity. <laughs> it was like longer than that. Unless, unless, unless I'm thinking, unless you're thinking about another one, like I'm, I've, I, I've had, that's the thing. I've had so many jobs, right? And um, as you have like Northern Reflections, I remember you still work there, like you used to work there. Oh my God. Actually, you know what? What's funny, and this is like going to get deep, but when I think about the time I did Northern Reflections, I didn't get along with the supervisor that um was kind of overseeing everything that I did mm. oh, oh my god and um but also after that I worked for I interned for the Toronto Stock Exchange mm. remember I told it was like near yeah. Morgan's parents company and so that after each other really made my confidence so low that it is it's mm. crippling like anxiety for me to even get into an agency now. Really? I think that's really been the the biggest reason why I haven't gotten into the workforce. I just have major anxiety that I haven't gotten over. I haven't like breakthrough from that. Wow. It was, it was just so bad. It started then for you. Yeah. Like Northern reflections was fine. And I don't think I was like berate. Is that the word berated? Like I, like people didn't make me feel like I didn't know shit, you know, but the Toronto stock exchange, it was like, they really made me feel like I didn't know anything and they weren't really willing to help, which is so weird because you're an intern. So you would think that there is some sort of guidance, but yeah, that, Oh man, I felt like crap. I think in even the last day, it just made me feel because I decided to leave earlier than the, the three month term. But mm. uh, yeah, it was just like a different breed of like an agency. And you've gone through that too with um, when you were in the advertising agency. There's just like a lot of cutthroat experiences. And yeah, so that definitely oh, did yeah. something to me. 
Yeah, like, I mean, I remember when I started out in the advertising agency world, it was because of what um, the CTV stint, right? Mm -hmm. And like straight out of university, um, I was chosen in my school to do like a two-part or one-part segment in CTV of a graduate going into the workforce um, and being interviewed by a company that company ended up being low Roche, which I ended up start like working for. Um, but that's how I got into advertising, right? It just happened to be that opportunity. And I think, and I, I personally, my, how I felt at the time was like that it felt like people or like the people that worked there didn't take me seriously, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. I came from, I just came from school. Not only that, but I came from like a job interview that was aired on national TV, on CTV. So it was kind of like, what is this girl doing here? Does she even know anything? Mm-hmm. So I really felt like I had that like chip on my shoulder of like, just trying to like prove, prove like, yourself. no, I, I can do this. Like I'm, I'm, I'm good at this and like, I can do this. And, but I really did feel that kind of oppression of like, um, feeling left out or not feeling left out, but like being left out, you know, like there were a lot of cliques there and just, um, definitely feeling lonely and having that, um, I don't know, treatment, because I think there were also people who I, I'd report to. Some of them were nice, but then some of them were just freaking mean and like mm. rude. And like, my God, like the smallest mistake, it was like, you don't know what you're doing. You shouldn't be doing this. And it was like, whoa. Mm. I've That's had that traumatizing too. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. The head person of um, the TSX, it was like, I remember I had done like a document wrong. Um, we were doing like annual reports, but we designed them and she was just like, Oh, like just like clicking away, like uh, all of the things that I did wrong. And I'm like, Oh my God, I need to freaking go right now. Like, Oh my gosh, it's so bad. And then I think I was just trying to, there was, Oh man, this fucking one girl. Oh, we're going to swear on this podcast now. Um, like she, they were trying to figure out uh, something about like, well, why don't we just get a stock image of something to just put it in? It's like, no, we need a real image of someone taking a photo of this. I don't know. They're just trying to figure out a situation. And I said, well, you know, I have a DSLR at home and I, I've done photography before. And in front of everyone, she was like, just because you have a camera doesn't mean that you know how to use it. And I she was, said that? she's literally said that. And I was like, And everyone just looked at me like, oh, and I didn't, I wish I could have said something back, you know, but I just, you know, when you're, you're caught off guard, it's like, I literally could not say anything. Um, So I think just like those little experiences really chipped away my confidence because I was just treated like that, you know, I wanted to help. And it's like, you know, oh yeah, it was just horrible that experience well, yeah like I mean here's the thing like I, I wanted to pose this question for your for you and then kind of reflect on it myself but like how do you feel being Filipino and you know coming from our family and like how we were raised and our parents values and like how they saw themselves coming to Canada and like how they see themselves in the world like how do you mm-hmm. feel like that impacted um, your view of like work, your view of yourself of what was possible at that time in your career? Well, 
I mean, at, at that time, definitely I was more like, no, I want to prove to mom and dad that you can do anything that you set your mind to, that you can, it is possible to be successful in a career that doesn't seem like you would be successful. Cause both of our, us are in the creative field, you know, and mm-hmm. in that way. So I think that's where my confidence came from. And I think it's still there. I mean, I, I'm still, I still have to go through a lot of stuff for me to feel like, especially because now I'm a mom. So it's like, that's mixed in with, Oh my God, I have so much guilt to, carve some time out for things that I want to do like this podcast and you know there's just that mom guilt that I have but back then um shit I don't remember what I was saying but basically I feel like because you know how mom and dad are you know they they're just like very they they're very grateful for what they have and they uh, work is just work they're very proud of us. It's not like they've never been supportive, but um, I feel like we both emulate that when it comes to like life experiences and uh, trying to do things because we want to show them that, you know, we can be successful as a Filipino. Right. I think that's why representation is so big for me because like seeing things on film or seeing things, just so many people, people of color having so many success so much success and representation in media more than ever like Joe Coy having his own ABC sitcom and oh my god just even someone who's white saying Filipino who's you know I'm like oh my god I didn't realize how much that touched me it's just like you know like do you remember whenever when you were growing up and people were to like guess what your nationality was, they'd be like, and you'd be like, oh, guess. And then they wouldn't say it right or whatever. And you're like, oh, I'm Filipino. Do you know where that is? Or something. I remember saying that. And I'm like, that's how much we felt like we weren't seen. Yeah. Do you know where that's true? Right? Like, do you know anyone who's Filipino? Like, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's actually funny you say that because, um, I'm thinking about like my childhood and how like everyone on our street and like who we grew up with, the the kids that we grew up with, there was like the, you know, like the Indian, the Chinese, the white, the black. And then it was like, I remember feeling like we were the only Filipinos in the Mm. world. And and whenever there was another Filipino coming in, you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Like we must be related. (laughs) Yeah. Like literally the only Filipinos we knew were our cousins. Right. Um, but yeah, no, going back to what you were saying about representation. And um, I think for me growing up and especially like in my younger kind of career, uh, early 20s, I definitely felt like it was noticeable for me that um, it was rare to see Filipinos in business or in advertising or in marketing. Mm. Um I literally don't even remember. I can't remember another Filipino person in in an agency like where I was. I can't mm. think of it. And um, I remember actually the the president one time at a meeting. It was a meeting with a client. I think it was either Boston Pizza or uh, I'm pretty sure it was them. And he was just like, 
did you see did you see this this young Filipino girl just was able to do this report and she was able to do this amazing thing and she just came up with this idea and it's just it's this young Filipino girl and I was like what does that mean you know what that is that's microaggression <laughs> literally like why did you have to put in her nationality what did that what is that why yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. how was that relevant to like the what you were saying? Yeah, that's so crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess I don't even know cuz I feel like we were just t- we're touching upon so many aspects of um how being Filipino affected or kind of like shaped our lens of um how we saw ourselves mm-hmm. and I think like I guess what was there for me or what's there for me is like, I'm listening to you share your experiences from when you were younger and how it's affecting you now. Mm. And it's almost like I'm seeing how it's still impacting you. Like the, the limitation of what you think you can do or, you know, how you can do or who you're supposed to be. I can totally see that it's still impacting you. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's impacting me in a different way now because it's like, it's added on the layer of, okay, now I'm a mom and, uh, you know, having Emery as a priority and just getting away from having like the balance of being a mom and then getting into the workforce, but being confident enough to be able to be in the workforce or be, or have my own business or, you know, just work through my insecurities. It's like another layer, but you know, I don't know what, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's pretty crazy. I think like at the end of the day, I'm trying to just take my time with it. I think it's like, as long as Morgan is okay with me just taking my time, which he like knows me for that. You know, you're just figuring yourself out. That's what he always says. I know, but I feel like, oh, you know, I'm not sharing. I'm not doing the load, you know? What is that? Sharing the load? What is that? I don't know. Yeah, like, um, yeah, sharing the load. Yeah. Yeah. But what are the other questions that you have on the, on your notepad? Oh, yes. Um, so, I mean, this is sort of kind of, coinciding with what we've been talking about but like what advice would you give like who you are now what advice would you give your younger self in the realm of like career oh my god that's a hard one because I don't even I don't have my shit together but I guess that's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying like no you can't judge yourself like that oh my god see it's interesting though like it's interesting that like that's what you say so, like yeah. I don't have my shit together because it's like you really are judging yourself oh a hundred percent a hundred percent when Morgan says like oh yeah you're you're turning 35 I'm like oh my like my world crumbled <laughs> before my eyes like well, I may as well die. Like what? And he's like, oh, like it's because to me, and it's funny, like success to me is not building an empire, but making a difference. It's having a purpose outside of your self. It's your legacy. What am I going to, what imprint am I going to have on this world when I'm gone? You know? And I think that's the pressure that I put on myself to be like, 
I haven't done enough. And it's not even like in a self-fulfilling, like I haven't, you know, I'm not like Oprah or I'm not, I'm not like someone who has an empire who makes this amount of money like Kim Kardashian. It's, it's just more so like, shit, what have I done? I mean, yeah, I, I do have, you know, future female and that was an amazing thing that I did, you know, but even in that in itself, it's kind of like, because I wasn't exuding that with confidence, people didn't take it. I felt like people didn't take it seriously because I didn't take it seriously. Mm. You know, like I, Mm -hmm. like people didn't even know that I was like the founder of the magazine when I would show up and like do the photo shoots. Like they thought I was hired. Like, so from the background, it's like, whoa, this is like future female magazine. And all this stuff is going, but I never really presented that whenever I would Mm. meet people. So then people took Mm. it as a passion project. It was, you know, Oh, it's a little like, you know, side thing, side gig. Yeah. Hobby. Yeah. Like it's a hobby. And to me, when people say that, that's like, you know, I get offended or I get like really insecure about that because it's like, people don't take it seriously, you know? Mm. Yeah. So yeah, so I I didn't really even answer the question. <laughs> I didn't answer it at all. If I were to tell my younger self, <laughs> so you're like, well, I have my younger self still because I haven't put much together. No, so but it's, you know what's me. funny? It's because I think of my younger self as the more innocent one who didn't go through all the shit that I went through. That was like. No one could say anything. I want to do what I want to do. I'm going to do it. Even if I don't have the experience, I don't have the technicality of things. I just love it so much that I'm going to do it. So now I'm at this place where I'm so, you know, it's like Peter Pan when you're just like in such adulthood that you're just like, you're so scarred by, because of everything that's been happening or whatever. Like that's yeah. So if anything, mm-hmm. I'll flip the question and, and say that I wish I was like my younger self who didn't give a crap mm-hmm. about what, what people thought. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I mean, you. Wow. I mean, that's a really great way to look at it. Um, that could be something maybe that you could take on as advice for yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it, that is you. It just, there was stuff that happened along the way and there were stories that you created in your head. And those stories are, you know, like it's, it's as if it's real, but really that's actually who you are at your core. Oh my God. I just burped. And I really hope that didn't catch on that. And that's who I am as yeah. In my core. Yeah. No, I know. I know. I mean, like, I feel like I'm like a diva singer inside, but I'm really not. I, that's how I portray myself. I can't even get my shit together to put makeup on and, you know. No. No, you know, I mean, like, I don't know if this will provide something for you, but it came up when I asked you the question and you were, you said what you said. And, um, you know, I had a dear friend of mine who passed away last October in a car accident, Jeremy. And um, there were so many little nuggets of things that we would talk about or share and um, over the years that we knew each other. And one thing that he told me, I believe this was maybe last year or the year before when the pandemic started, or it was in a phase of my, where I was really questioning what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And like, I had been doing 
a lot of stuff for other people for a long, for a while, you know, and like making a difference for others and, mm. and coaching and doing my own personal development. And, and that was really great. Like, Oh my God, there's so much that I could share about that, that like that alone. Um, but then I kind of took a step back and then start to focus on myself, you know, and just kind of was like, Hey, like literally just at the level of integrity for myself. What do I need to do? What do I want to do to make myself happy? Mm-hmm. And I saw myself really changing my life in terms of really um, making things come like it, it was much more, more closer. Like, like I work, you know, like Nick, um, our family, you know, like just like the things around me became what was important to me mm-hmm. and what I focused on. And, but I was making it wrong. You know, like I was making that you wrong, were like, focusing on that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, kind of like with you where you're like, oh, I'm mom and I'm focused on Emory. And it's like, you know, maybe I shouldn't be. No, like I felt that too. I felt that where it's like, well, I'm basically not doing anything in the world. Like I almost was like, I'm not doing anything. I'm not making a difference because I'm focusing on myself. And I feel like that's wrong. Like there's something like I'm not, I'm supposed to be doing more, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and he said, he was like, you know what, Chris? He's like, no, actually you, you're literally, it's actually perfect that you're focusing on yourself. You, you need to grow yourself. You need to focus on your, yourself and like growing yourself and, and taking care of what's around you because you can't make a difference for others. If you yourself are not happy with your your own self and your Mm -hmm. own life Mm -hmm. and what you're doing for yourself so he's like so think of it not like you're not doing something wrong like you're doing something wrong think of it like it's a pause you know like you will eventually or one day you will step into that but right now where you're at that's actually part of your growth Part of your growth is actually to focus on yourself. So for you, maybe it's like that right now you're not, you know, working a a job or you're not um, in a specific business right now, but you being like a mother to Emery, you being like a devoted daughter and sister and, um, you know, taking care of people around you. Like that is something that it's like you're, it's like I, I feel right? Like that, that's what you're meant to do in this moment. And it's not to say that you're not going to be doing those things, mm-hmm. but it's almost like making yourself realize that that's, if you can be fully hundred percent in it, then maybe it's like, that is the, it'll, it'll open the door to you then being a hundred percent wherever you choose to go for your career or for your job. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Totally. And I feel like there's so many layers to that too. Like I haven't, not like, oh yeah, I'm going to figure it out one day, but I feel like I've made, you know, a massive um, stride in my, not my well being. <laughs> I meant like in the way that I view my body, in the way that I view my, my self image, I've definitely. Like in that way that, yeah, focusing on myself, I've definitely done that. But career and all of that, that's definitely been something that I'm um, dealing with now. But it's true Mm. that it's like, it's okay that I'm focusing on myself, that I don't have it all together, you know? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, because think about it in another way. It's all subjective, right? Mm -hmm. That's like what it is for you. But then here I am over here. And yes, like I'm really happy with what I do day to day, right? And like promotional marketing and swag and where I'm at, the company I'm with right now, I couldn't be happier, right? And and, and I'm so grateful. Um, But then I still have thoughts where I'm kind of like, Frick, man, like I'm not saving a life out there. I'm not making a difference with people, um, it, like making a real difference. So then I judge myself of like, wow, like what am I doing in my life? Mm. You know, like, is this really something that is actually meaningful for me? So I definitely go, I go through those phases too. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can look look back at like how much you were coaching and what you're doing and how much, like how many people you've, you've met. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Holy crap. It's like an army. It's like an army of people and they talk so highly of you, you know, like that's a, that's a big achievement. So even though you're not doing things now, it's like, you can still look back and be like, Holy crap. I made a massive difference. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. I mean, like I got, it's crazy. Like how our heads just get in the way. Cause I really don't, I don't come from there, you know? No, of course. But I think that's very human of us, right? We always just kind of focus on what we don't have rather than like, what are the things that we've accomplished? You know? But yeah. Mm-hmm. I think as Filipino women too, I'm really proud that both of us have, you know, we, that we're pushing the boundaries. We're pushing the, we're pushing it. We're not. And I mean, (laughs) this is the thing that's so funny. It's like for anyone who does like the typical job of what a Filipino, Filipina (laughs) does, like, that's an amazing thing too. Like frick, man, I wish I like, I couldn't. <laughs> That's so <laughs> like no, I could not be a nurse. I could not be a freaking PSW. And that's why like I have so much respect. And the fact that we're known for that, like I'm trying to twist it because, you know, it's such a when people who aren't Filipino make that joke, you know, mm-hmm. oh, are you a nurse? It's like, oh dear Lord, like you know I mean we I think we I used to be like that but now I'm like yes well I'm not but like that's great (laughs) you know frick because we are freaking hospitable hospitable (laughs) like we are we do take care you know of people in nursing homes because you don't fucking know how to do it no I'm sure (laughs) you know (laughs) no but it's so true I mean I I love how you said that because even for me like I'm embracing all of my all the qualities of like what Filipinos are and even just like dad, for example, right? Like he works at seafood city, he works in utilities, but then if people don't know what utilities is, it's like, you're like, you know, like you're on the ground, like, yeah. Um, not literally on the ground, you're cleaning, <laughs> you know, you're like collecting the carts and you're, um, just, you're just like maintaining everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but me like having my own, uh, house now and and just like having that pride of having my own house like cleaning is like oh my gosh like I love it and not only that but I'm like I'll clean I'm like I'm a good cleaner because I'm Filipino (laughs) (laughs) we know how to clean yeah yeah exactly we've taken that role yeah oh my god I don't know if I have any of the traits that 
make me like a Filipino wife. That is that racist? Not racist, but is that like such a thing, like such a stereotype that we put ourselves? I don't know. Maybe from other well, people, definitely. but you know, I'm fucking lazy. I mean, I definitely think like we've gone into like now <laughs> putting stereotypes for sure. Um, we really have. We crossed that line. Um, but when you asked that question, I was like, you do the lips really well, like the pointing with your lips. Oh my God. Yeah, I do. And Morgan makes fun of it. But Emery, like she knows now. She looks <laughs> at where I'm pointing with my lips. You know, <laughs> she knows. Oh, yeah, that's so cute. I know that's so funny. Yeah. Okay. So, so I mean, we're we're forty seven minutes into the podcast. Wow, that's pretty good. I know. Yeah. I mean, if it was like an hour and thirty, I'd be like, "Yo, like, like <laughs> I'm <gonna> shut <laughs> this shit down." Um. No, I did want to like go into because we kind of outlined that our podcast would be where we were, where we are, and where we want to be, mm-hmm. and we definitely talked about where we were. We also talked about where we are um, and really kind of shared some deep feelings about where we both are, right? And where we, where we can be, but um, where we want to be. Mm-hmm. What, what's that for you? <laughs> like, would you like to answer that? Um, well, it's funny because I thought about that actually when we started to be like, okay, let's, let's focus on this. Um, I'm like, crap, where do I want to be? Um, and what comes up for me is, is representation. (laughs) And you know, what's so insane. It's like an imposter syndrome type of thing. It feel, it makes me feel like I want to focus on representation because I'm so proud to be Filipino, but I'm also, it's like, I shouldn't be because I'm not, I wasn't born there. You know what I'm saying? And that's another thing for us to talk about, but in another episode, but Cause that's the insecurities that come up for sure. Um, but I would love to focus on something that represents us. Um, and I mean, that is in the works. Uh, I love how I don't want to say it, but you know, that is definitely something that I'm, that I'm thinking about. And then also like what I was telling you yesterday, I'm like, I want to have a vending machine. Like who the fuck only I, a Gemini, would be like, yes, I want a vending machine company too. But you know, there is such thing as multi-passionate people, you know? Yeah. It's like, I could do that. Because what, I mean, who, like Dwayne Johnson does shows, movies. He has his own clothing brand. And then like, if he were to have his own beer, yes. If you were to have his own tequila, let's say. Like, we think that's so cool. But if we did that, or if I did that, I feel like, oh my God, I'm so like all over the place. So I think Mm. I really like what I want to focus on and, you know, for where I want to be is to really just like get into the mindset and have the confidence back where Mm. I'm not playing myself down because it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like that's what's been holding me back is feel is thinking, no, I can't do that. Or I can't focus on this and this. You know, so it's really a lot of the self-talk. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that will make such a huge difference for you. Cause I, like I said, I mean, maybe not on this podcast, but I tell you all the, I, I do tell you, I hope you know this, that I think that you're a hundred percent, like so super talented, mm-hmm. you know, like very creative, very talented, very passionate. And 
whatever you do, you will succeed. Thank you. Yeah. And I, and so I, I really feel like you kind of for yourself having that confidence and gaining that confidence, it's just, you're just going to skyrocket from there. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because it's like, I never, I want to get to a point where I take myself seriously, you know? And that looks like, because <laughs> it's like, remember how I did my Christmas, um, photo shoot the Christmas cards and it's like, I'm able to pay someone what they're worth, you know? Which is like, how much? And then I remember, like, this is what it is. I'm so ashamed of, like, what I've put myself out there. Like, $60 for, like, a photo shoot. Like, what? You know, like, those things. Like, I'm just so, like, embarrassed that then you think about what people think about you, you know? That you think that that's what your worth is. But I have to get over that Mm -hmm. I, I still have time to change that, right? So. Oh, yeah. And, like, people don't remember those things. Yeah, I guess not. No, but you don't like want I that don't reputation. Like, huh? You don't want that reputation of like, oh yeah, she's good because she has, she's very cheap, you know? Like once you're oh, like yeah, that as no. an artist, they'll never see you any other way, you know? Definitely. I just, I guess I don't think, I mean, I personally don't think that people have that um, perception of you. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Because I don't want to be a cheap whore. <laughs> <laughs> oh god can you tell that i'm the sister who's like so friggin (laughs) you're the good one i'm like the i'm ashley simpson (laughs) (laughs) wait is this like jessica simpson and ashley simpson yes Oh my god. Oh my god, but I don't have my freaking empire of like my desire clothing. Oh my god, that's funny. Yeah, but you're like the exact opposite. Like you're like the pretty blonde one. Oh my god, you're crazy. <laughs> no, I'm not the pretty blonde one. Oh god. All right, so you no. have to talk about what you want, where you want to be. Um so I mean like with what I'm doing right now, the promo, uh, being in this business, I remember being like starting out and having a goal set up for myself of like reaching a million dollars in sales. And, um, I was almost there. And then kind of in the journey of like the seven years, um, really went to a dark, dark place of just, unfortunately, my, you know, a company that I was with, like, really, really put me down and, and uh, just, man, like, really freaking mm-hmm. put me down. I don't know how else to say it. Mm-hmm. And I, like, really don't even um, know how other way to put it because um, it's just, like, beyond me. But um, fortunately, what I'll say is, fortunately, non-compete clauses are illegal in Canada now or, like, they don't hold in Canada. Um Hmm. but anyways oh yeah they don't yeah like they passed a a law I guess like a few months ago or like last year saying that they're now null and void like you can't do that as an employer um oh yeah I know can you imagine if like that was just like how it was like a few years ago man but um no I really went through a lot of ups and downs being in this industry and this job and for so long, I thought this was like, for me, actually, and you know this, and you probably saw this, like, 
landmark and coaching like that for me was like at that time my main thing and then it was almost like promo was my side gig mm-hmm. <laughs> and I always had this mentality like you know this job is what's making me money quote unquote and that's what's it's just like a side thing like that's how I make my money but really who I am is this but I've come into a phase or like a chapter now where I'm like holy crap I actually really want to put a hundred percent myself like percent of myself in this you know, mm-hmm. and then like see what's possible if I fully, fully, fully mentally, spiritually, emotionally, I'm fully in this, like what can happen. And, um, you know, Jeremy's death, I would say really was a huge catalyst and moment in me shifting to that. Right. Because, yeah. um, I remember when he was alive and, and, you know, a few years back, like we really did have a lot of dreams and hopes for, what we could do in this industry. So I really feel like this is a lot of also feeling like his spirit is within me with that drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he was the one so who brought I, you into the company that you're in now. He was the one that brought me. So the company I'm in now actually is, um, was, is, has bought the previous company. So the previous company I was with, he was the one who brought me in there. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, so, that's where I feel like I am at in terms of what I'm doing currently, which is how I'm making money of going back to that whole, like, this is how I make money, but this is really who I am. But no, I really see that, like you said, multi-passionate and just like having multiple passions. I'm starting to learn what it's like to like, just appreciate and do what I'm doing currently work-wise, but then knowing that, okay, I also do have plans in the future to do other things. Like for example, right now we're doing this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also forgiveness is a huge, huge, like I wouldn't even call it a passion of mine. I believe, I really feel like forgiveness is a huge. Like mission. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's literally who I am. Like it is like when I look at how I am, even in my day to day, even in my relationship with, you know, Nick, even in, in like how I deal with people or like situations, forgiveness is always there. Mm-hmm. And so I know it's a huge part of me and I, I have this huge plan. I don't know if I've shared this with you yet, but oh no, I think I did. Like I'm, I'm going to create a forgiveness journal. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. And this, yeah, this journal is, um, kind of like one of those journals that you see in Indigo where it's like, you know, a fitness journal or like an inspiration journal, but I would love to create a journal because I'm all, I, I love journals, but one that's really about forgiveness and, you know, kind of creating, like having tips in there mm-hmm. and quotes around forgiveness and just guiding someone, um, who would be the owner of this journal to really, um, learn and delve into the world of forgiveness and yeah. uh, and see how they can apply forgiveness into their life. Yeah, that's so amazing because it can be applied in so many ways. You can have the journal for yourself. Like I would totally use that as like a self-forgiveness tool, guide, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, if you're in a situation where you've been estranged with someone and, you know, yeah, there's just so many ways. That's so amazing. That's so doable. It's very possible. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's literally all there. I do have the resources of how I would get book, like get, um, like publish it, um, and even where I could publish it and, and 
I'm most likely going to ask you for a little bit help. Oh yeah. I was already thinking that. I'm like, oh my God, I would love to design it, you know, work that with you. That would be amazing. Mm -hmm. I would totally partner with you, partner with you. And that could be also a form of income. Oh yes. Yeah, no, that'd be, that would be great. (laughs) Yeah, no, I can already envision it. That would be so awesome. It is so possible for you to have it in chapters as well. Cause there's nothing like it. That, and that would be a goal of mine, right? Like Mm -hmm. I really feel like a goal is like, okay, that's, that's what I envision that this journal will be in chapters indigo and people will be able to like purchase it there. So amazing. If I turn it around to you, cause like, you know how I'm all about manifesting and like words, how powerful they are because they are powerful and you are powerful. So for you, what would you like to declare or say? Oh fuck. And manifest. <laughs> I'm like, Oh fuck. Um, and I don't know. You put me on the spot. It's kind of like, I want to, or like, how did you say it? You basically were like, I am going to do this. Yeah. Like I'm going to be creating a forgiveness journal and this journal will be in chapters indigo. Hmm. See, that's the thing. I don't think it's going to pertain to like a specific career, but it's, I am... Oh my God. It's like silence. Um, I am confident in my abilities in my creative abilities. And I, yeah. And that is what will drive me to what I would love to do. Is that something? I don't know. Yeah, totally. It's like you guru. What's going on? (laughs) <laughs> no, that was really beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so that's great. I'm glad I put that out there. Yeah, because really that's what I'd like to focus on. So yeah. Yeah, being confident in your abilities. Because mm-hmm. like I believe, like I really think that like when you're confident with your abilities, see the thing is with you, like you just do. Like, to be honest, thank God you're freaking techie because I would not be able to figure out this whole podcast stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the freaking Riverside app and like the notes that you put for our episodes. Like, I don't know how to do that, but you did. So the thing with you is like you do when you just do it, you just do it. So mm-hmm. like that's confidence, right? Like when mm-hmm. you're confident in your abilities, you just do. So yeah. I really believe that for you, it's like, okay, it's not going to be, it's like, you're going to stop thinking about, okay, what am I going to do? It's like, you're literally yeah. just going to do. And I think that's what happens when things are that authentic or that's it, it's coming from like, there's not that much pressure because I find other things mm-hmm. or other business ideas. It's been something that I can't fully set myself, you know, like I can't fully step in. But this one I really enjoyed. I've been enjoying uh, putting everything together. So I I definitely want to go on that, you know, to keep doing that. Yeah. And did you say it's because you don't, you didn't feel pressure for that? For it? Yeah. Yeah. So you could just easily do it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like oh, it's, it's what I wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like it's something that I'm enjoying. It's something that, because um, you know, when you're like, oh, I have to do this. 
Mm. Right. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's the type of thing where you have to, you, I'm kind of listening to that to be like, maybe that isn't a great business idea because it's something that I'm dwelling too much on when, I mean, not that I'm mm-hmm. saying that things aren't always, are you shouldn't go for the things that are hard or that make you think, but there's some level of authenticity where it shouldn't be right. Like it should be seamless in the way that it's like, you're so passionate that, you know, you are going to go for it. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 So I think with that, we can probably end the conversation mm-hmm. and complete the conversation. Are you, the, cause you're the timer person. Yeah. It's one. Of the, it's one Oh three. So an oh, hour and three good. minutes. Yeah. We're good. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Our first episode done. So <laughs> with that, we will um, end the conversation and like really would love to hear actually from uh, you, the listener, if you end up listening to this podcast and um, you know, we really appreciate you listening and we'd love to hear actually what you think about it and uh, what your thoughts are regarding your career and your um yeah, like what what dreams you have. Um, you can find us on Instagram under Future Filipina Podcast. Um, so follow us and um, follow this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Catherine, is there anything else you want to say? Yeah, no, thank you so much for tuning in to our first episode. We really appreciate it. And yes, I will be updating our social media and we'll get kind of a conversation going on Uh, We just want to hear from you guys. So that would be amazing. Thank you so much for listening. Awesome. Bye. On each episode, we'll be spotlighting a Filipino-owned business to celebrate, share, and support each other. Today, we're featuring Malaya Manila, a handmade jewelry brand that supports the freedom of expressing one's individuality and creativity through handmade earrings. Founded by Joanna Yap from Manila, Philippines, she uses crochet, beads, and ethically sourced materials to create her pieces. You can find her on Etsy under Malaya Manila, spelled Malaya MNL, and she ships worldwide. Our listeners get 10% off. All you do is enter the code FUTUREFILIPINA when you check out.